Mariners pregame continues with a roundtable. Presented by the Emerald Queen Casino and Hotel. We are back with the roundtable. Brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. Shannon Dreyer joined by Aaron Goldsmith and Dan Wilson. And obviously a tough day. And I wanted to play this audio. I hope people can understand. Uh, you heard from the skipper. I'll uh, give you the opportunity to hear from the player right now. But uh, this was tough for Jared Kelnick. He realizes what he did. Met with the media just a few minutes ago. Uh, here is what he had to say. I just, I, I made a mistake. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, you know, I let the emotions get the best of me there. Oh. I just I feel terrible, especially for the guys. I just I let the emotions get the best of me and. I just, uh, I let them down and uh, take full responsibility for it. It's on me. It just can't happen. And that was Jared Kelnick. Dan, Aaron, you were down there for that. Um, That's a tough thing to hear, tough realization for a young player. where does this leave Jared right now? Where does this leave the team? And uh, just how tough is that for, I don't know if you've kicked some water coolers in your time, Dan. I don't think, you, you don't put on a major league uniform and not do something like that. I mean, the, the reason, part of the reason we get here is because we're competitive. We want to win. We want to win every time we go up against somebody else. Uh, I, I just have to say, I am so impressed by by Jared's maturity there uh, to, to come out, to face the media, to, to, own it take 100 percent responsibility for it uh you know that is a that's that's a hard thing to do especially as a young player like that and and especially feeling the emotions that he's feeling right now i give him a ton of credit and i I, when we watched that uh at bat last night uh against duran to me that was one of the best at bats i've seen all season uh and he ended up striking out on on a curveball in the outside corner and i can i can completely understand the emotion of that moment for him uh, putting together such a great at-bat, deserving a better fate, not getting it, and then just being frustrated with that and then taking that energy into the dugout. And we've all been there as players. We've all been there as competitors. Uh, it's a tough situation, but I just give him a ton of credit for, for owning it. And, you know, he is, he's going he's gonna to do his best to heal as quickly as possible, and he wants to get back out on that field. And to me, it, it taught me the lesson of, you know, we can sit up here and watch the game and talk about the process and talk about swinging at good pitches and not swinging at bad pitches. And you're right, Dan, when we all watch that at bat unfold nine pitches against a guy throwing a hundred four with 90 plus mile an hour breaking balls and a splitter from another universe. It was one of his best at bats of the year. And it was easy for me to sit up here and say that and basically infer that Jared Kelnick should feel really good about himself right now. He should feel really good that representing the tying run in the ninth inning, he put up an incredible at-bat that resulted in an out, but an incredible at-bat nevertheless because that's how this game works, and he should feel good about himself. And what it taught me, seeing what he did and hearing him talk today after the fact, is that if you're that guy and you're in that box and you've grown up winning 
and winning and winning every day and winning all the time. When you fail like that, even if it is against a guy blowing 104 and one of the game's best ninth-inning closers, it still feels awful. Like It felt awful for Jared Kelnick. He felt like he let his team down then, and now he feels like that a hundred times more. Uh, just a lot of a lot of emotion with all that, and you can, I, I understand that better now, seeing how this is all played out. That's incredible. That takes you inside. I mean, because that's something that you you've called how many games in your life, and that you saw something completely different because of that. Yeah, I mean, it's as we say it all the time, man. Yeah. Great at bat. He should feel really good. But I mean, Dan, you and I we joke all the time about some of the new metrics in the game. And I'll say often, like, man, that guy hit it 110. That's a tough out. And he lines out to the third baseman, right? Like, he should feel good about that. You hit it 110 more times than not, you're going to get a base hit. Mm-hmm. That was bad luck. Well, if you're that guy with the uniform on and a bat in your hand and you scald one to third for a critical out, like, you don't care that it's 110, right? Right. And, and no doubt about it. And we saw it yesterday. Teo hit that ball to shortstop. Yeah that Correa made an unbelievable play. Now, Teo's, he's a veteran. Uh, he understands there's ups and downs a little bit uh, you know, more. He's, he's been through it a little bit more. And he had a laugh about it. I mean, it, it, it hurts inside. He laughs with Correa about it. But the other reaction sometimes is what we're talking about. And, and, and you really feel like um, you, you, you won the at-bat. You did everything you were supposed to do. Uh, but it still doesn't go your way, and that's frustrating. I mean, I think that's frustrating for <laughs> for anybody. Um, and so uh, it's just I can totally understand how something like that happens, and it's just it's just so frustrating. I I, I you know just feel for for J.K. and uh, I just love that he came out and and when and talked to people and was vulnerable because he is it was just a, it's just a tough situation for him. Well, I think also it's a great point on the. Teoscar at bat because that was 110 miles an hour. Yeah. It was the hardest. It might have been the hardest to ball the game at the time it was. But if you flip the innings, yeah, they have the reverse reaction, right? Like Teoscar's happened in whatever the fifth. If he does that in the ninth, representing the tie and run, he's not laughing with Correa, right? And if Kalnick puts together that at bat against a great starting pitcher in the fifth inning, he's not kicking a cooler, no, <laughs> right? right? I mean, it's it's what happens and when it happens is the other part of it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, I hope that learning is there. I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, if the Mariners look flat, you'll see people commenting, oh, they don't care. Yeah. They care. It's right there. You don't know. You're not in their shoes. And, and we kind of learned that. And also, with Jared Kelnick in particular, I, I hope that, you know, it's a hard thing. When you break something, breaking something, you, you, <laughs> you can get labeled. And yeah. I think he's taken huge steps forward this year and there's going to be an intensity and there's going to be a competitiveness and there's going to be a passion in the way that he plays and but it is not like last year where you saw him arguing every call i think he has in most part really kind of reined that in and as dan kind of pointed out this is an extraordinary situation in that time that is the at bat right there i don't think that is jared kelnick after as as aaron said in the fifth inning and i hope people realize that no and i think that's that's why he is so frustrated by it and and i think he's so emotional about it it's because he's taken so many strides to your point um shannon he he has matured so much and i think he, he came into spring training this year in a much different mental place i think he has handled that part of the game so well this year he's matured a lot um but it, again to, to aaron's point like it was just that at bat at that moment he had a chance uh, you know to do something to tie the game get it close and it was a great at bat phenomenal at bat 
Um, and it was just uh, it was just the time and place, and um, that's not him. And and I hope he does not get labeled that because he has made a lot of strides in that area. Do we do what next? <laughs> man up, next man. <laughs> I mean, this, then there's the part where I've said many times over the last few weeks I'd take nine Jared Kelnicks right now, and they have zero. Yeah, now they do have zero, and you know it. I have heard this year more than any other season, and probably just because of the expectations versus what the reality of this team has been so far, the frustration from a certain part of the fan base, not everyone, but a part of the fan base, that that the players don't care, right? And that they're not emotional enough. And you can't you can't have it both ways, right? Like like okay, tell me tell me where the line is then. Now, I don't expect that every guy's going to land on the injured list, breaking a bone, showing frustration. But this game, Dan knows this better than any of us for sure, this game is not played better when you are more mad and see red. Like That's when the game gets played the worst, right? I mean, I, but, but people, it's easy for anyone watching the game and paying for a ticket for them to be mad and want to see that emotion reciprocated by those in the uniform that they paid to watch. Better you kick the water cooler. Yeah, I mean, but it's just, that's not how this game works. And that's a, I understand how that can be an, kind of an empty statement for some people, but Dan, that's not how it works. Yeah, these guys are, are grinding down there, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, it just hasn't gone the way they wanted it to go. And um, But they are grinding, they're no doubt, and they care, and they care a lot down there in that clubhouse. And I think, you know, this is, this is obviously the one of the signs of that and um you know we, we, we there's still time that you know that hopefully they can get things turned around and quickly uh so let's let's hope that that can happen a heavy bag in the booth speed bag heavy bag what do you think dan <laughs> we can let it out a little bit between innings yes. i mean our crew's got a good track record of health i think we can do oh, that <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> the remaining few will sign off. The roundtable was brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino Hotel and Sportsbook, the entertainment capital of the Northwest. We're going to turn the page a little bit. Coming up next on the Mariners Clubhouse Insider, we hear from Paul Seawalt. We're going to hear a little bit about recovery, how you bounce back, when you know you can go, what it is like to be down in the bullpen, and uh, just uh, not knowing when you can be called in day to day, and uh, when you perhaps even need to say maybe not today. All of that comes up next as the pregame show continues the roundtable as i said yes we did that we covered that the pregame show continues on the global credit union mariners radio network